Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're just going to kick this off by saying the night I met you. Yes. Of course I knew who you were. I, but I, you're way so young that oh, I actually you. thought that you were just uh, ha- helping out. I thought you were a server that Oh, night. my God. Thank you. And then on the way to the car, <laughs> Joanna Stein, my friend and I were like, you know who that is? And we were like, no, it can't be. Because oh my God. first of all, it's not that you look old uh, in elder millennial because first of all when you say you have to tell your age I'm like no she isn't but it's that you have such a an energy of uh I'll put it this way you don't act like a star thank you because you, I'm not <laughs> but thank but you, you but you really just were were so um unassuming that I yeah. was like oh she's so nice I wonder if she wants a selfie and I then, have huh? such like we all have egos about performing and stuff like that but uh, Nia and I met we were at a game night yeah uh Suzanne Todd, who produced Bad Moms, did this with another woman. So there were about 60 women, 50 women there. Yeah. Uh, ranging from Grammy Award winning uh, songwriters. Diane Warren, yeah. Actresses. I didn't know uh, Molly Sims was there. Like all these random celebrities, producers, agents. I didn't know anyone. I knew one other girl. And I just went because I was like, I'll just go. So when I saw you, I, of course, knew who you were. And I was... Just being on my best behavior, just being nice because some (laughs) women just won't talk to you or me. And I was like, oh, finally, someone's speaking to me. Yeah. And then I was like, I wonder if she's this nice to everyone or does she know who I am? I don't think she (laughs) I think she's just, you were so nice. And I was like, this is so cool. And then I creep time DM'd you on Instagram. Which by then, by then, because Joanna and I, by the time you were walking down the driveway, we were checking out your Instagram page to see if it was your face because we were like, there's no way. She's so young. Oh, there's no way. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. We were for sure thought you were going to go around the side and finish with your catering gig. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Happy to be confused for the help. <laughs> Don't say the help. Uh, we have some questions. A lot of people have written in. Oh, you got a lot. We had to sift through hundreds of these. We cannot get to all of them. Uh, some of these are about your career. Some of these are people wanting to know favorite food, things like that. We're going to kick it off with some appropriate ones. Okay. Um, Quince underscore queen. Oh, my God. Please do a Greek family, Jewish family comparison. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. 
So I don't really know any Greek families, but you must know some Jewish families. Yeah, absolutely. I think our families are exactly the same. The dad who thinks he's in charge, but it's actually the mom. Uh, Things that revolve around food. Nothing is ever discussed. It's yelled. (laughs) That's the same family, A lot of emotion. A lot of emotion, yeah. A lot of emotion, uh... I think any ethnic, but like anytime it's you're coming from another country or yeah. it's like a cultural thing, because I don't think of Christian as cultural. I think of it as like white people here in America, uh, and there's like a lot of suppression of emotion. I think anytime there's that, there's expression is allowed, and I think with like Puritan roots, people like to suppress things. But if you're if you're Italian, if you're Greek, I don't know what the French do, and Jews, it's weird how like the three of those kind of. Emotion-wise, there's no problem with emoting. No, no, and there shouldn't be because if you keep things inside, you're going to get a tumor. You're going to get a tumor. Get it out. Uh, my One of my favorite lines from my Big Fat Greek wedding, she's like, yes, it was my twin. <laughs> that I wrote about my... It's ridiculous, but uh, I basically, I know you do this with your stand-up too, but, but you take pieces of your family, right? And that's my real aunt had a lump on the back of her neck that she claimed was her twin. Oh, my God. Yeah. At I the time, that. we were like, ooh, I hope it's not serious. And all I did was write it into a script. It had teeth and hair. <laughs> it was my twin. <laughs> Meg Fag 3 says, for Nia. I like how she says for Nia as if I'm going to be like, oh, this must be about me and Connie and Carla. How was your experience playing Connie and Connie and Carla? She says, one of my favorite movies ever. Did you learn from drag queens? Did you have a favorite musical? And then she says something nice about me, how she loves the podcast. And I'll be in Florida soon. What was it like playing Connie? I loved uh, getting to sing in a musical. Mm -hmm. I loved being able to hang out with beautiful drag queens. I'd had an eyebrow incident before that. Um, A very famous eyebrow lady had claimed that she could uh, arc arch my eyebrows and I was laying upside down on her table and when I uh, got back up I it, there was nothing there it was and I looked angry in photos for was about it, two years was it Anastasia yes and <laughs> and so then um, during Connie and Carla they were constantly filling in my eyebrows when oh we were not God. drag queens and one of the drag queens took me aside and said I can fix the fix those and so, I, um, I know, I love it. So Drag Queens Fix My Eyebrows. Oh, thank God. Is the title of my autobiography. You know, my friend Bonnie Zane. Love her. Know, I think Anastasia burned her eye. She has like a mark on her eye now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So people, I don't know, yeah. go, to, go to some strip mall. Don't go to a famous place. Uh, you're from Winnipeg, correct? I am. I'm Canadian and a middle child, which is why we are annoyingly nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that a thing? I think so. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I... I've been to Winnipeg several times. Like, Where'd you play there? The hell was it called? Is, I don't remember. Is it? Oh, I did a casino. Oh. It must have been a casino. Before that, I did Rumors Comedy Club. Yeah. And it was so cold, and there was no green room. I had to sit in the office. And then there must have been a casino. I'd have to look it up. But I do enjoy going to Winnipeg. Yeah, it's the nicest people on the planet. I love planet. Canadians. Can't even say it. Well, even our um, license plate is Friendly Manitoba. Um, that's, yeah, all of Canada. Never had a problem with a Canadian. Well, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> Kyral, what is this? Kyral Isle. Oh my God. Hi from a fellow Winnipegger. My mom's favorite movie is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. What has been your favorite thing about being an actress, writer, all around successful woman in show business? I should have read that question better before. Oh, I think it would be uh, creating fake profiles and pretending to ask myself a question like that. Oh my God. Did you do that? (laughs) No. Oh my God, that's hilarious. (laughs) That's what I should do when I go on a podcast, is just. 
Be like, Eliza, you're so beautiful. How do you say so beautiful? Oh, yeah, you're so... I would... Oh, my so God. Young. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. Have 16 fake profiles. But I'm so bad at tech stuff mm. that I would get outed and busted and caught. Did you ever hear about that? Somebody did that. Someone married to a person who was in the Trump campaign, and somebody... She, somebody texted, tweeted yes. her. Yeah. How can you stay married to, I think it was Papadopoulos. And she was like, oh, it's horrible. And then it was revealed that it, she actually added herself and yes. revealed herself to be the person sending herself that same tweet. Yeah. That would be me. The unearthing of it. I always get nervous if I harass someone that they'll find my account and then see the email attached to it and be like, yeah, we know it was you. That's right. Or just like dragging your IP or something, just figuring out people will find ways to find out. And I don't think I'm technologically savvy enough to cover up my tracks. Yeah. Uh, so that always terrifies me. I'm not technologically savvy, like, at all. I use my computer for email, writing scripts. That's yeah. it. That's it. I, if I didn't have my assistant, I'm just like, can someone come deal with this? And I am like, feel like I'm turning in—I'm getting older, and I feel like there's, like, a certain point where you have the capacity to know all the stuff. Yeah. Like, I can fix your phone and do all that stuff. But beyond, like, the iPhone 10, I don't know. I don't know what goes into what or what downloads software. Who cares? Uh, none of it. I Just driving here, my car just said the apps have been downloaded. And I was like, okay. Where? I don't even know what that means. What apps? Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with. And there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. 
And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Um... So speaking of fake profiles and, like, celebrity things, Bordeaux, Kraus, Bordeaux underscore, get rid of it, Kraus, what are the boundaries you set to keep your life private? Like, when my Big Fat Greek wedding was popular, did you have to do anything you didn't expect? And have you kept up with those boundaries, habits back then? Let's not get too specific in case this person is trying to case your house. Uh, or did you have to change it up? So I guess, you know, you go from an actress to a mega actress in a movie that changed comedy. I mean, that was like the movie. What were some changes you had to make? Um, well, my house had been bought under my name. So, um, and it was a beautiful little tiny house on a street and people were in front of it suddenly and um, photographers and that was weird. Yeah. That was really weird. And uh, so I moved uh, bought a house in the name of a trust. Yep. And I never let my daughter be photographed uh, on purpose. I mean, there are some pretty malicious people who will do it and post it. And there's really nothing you can do. You can't obsess about it. Because right. um, you can't feel like you're in um, a village somewhere in deep Af Africa and someone's stolen your soul when they get a picture of your daughter. You right. kind of gotta let it go. Okay. But it's awful. Uh, it's an invasion. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any kids, but I would imagine just someone, I had someone called my dog ugly once and it like wrecked my day. Oh my God. Someone called my dog dumb one time and I, I, <sighs> I, I, uh, what? Yeah. Um, there's that. My house is also in a trust and I had a crazy person still find it somehow. Yeah. And it's just that feeling. And then when I was looking at another house, I remember, I remember looking at houses and thinking these houses were so beautiful but I remember not feeling safe even though the house was secluded because, like, there were no curtains and there was no, like, darkness. Like, the idea that, like, someone could be looking in. Yeah. And you don't even have to be that famous. You can just be a woman. That's right. And people want to stalk you. Oh, you're at the grocery store and the bagger asks one too many questions and yeah. just know you have a stalker. Yeah. It's it's anyone. Girls should just think about I After I had one, the amount of women that were like, oh, yeah, that happened in college. This guy would just walk through our apartment all the time. And it's just, it used to be women's like, oh, well, you asked for it. Now it's like, what's the excuse? Like, I just, I opened my eyes today. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a huge problem in our society. That's actually what I say to my daughter. You can walk down the street naked and you have the right to not be touched. I say it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Naked selfies, like when Jennifer Lawrence took pictures of herself and I was at the park and these women were like, well, why was she storing naked pictures in the front? That is her right. That's her right. Yeah. And by the way, uh, everyone has taken sexual pictures, sent them to someone that they care about. It, I've, I don't want to get into it, but like an iCloud hack or a leak or something like that. People are stealing from you. You have the people get angry when women take ownership over their bodies. Like, yes. how dare you like the way you look? Yes. And you're like, so I'm a slut because I sent it to my boyfriend of three years. Yeah. Never. And you stole it. Yeah. Nope. Turd. Turd. <laughs> um, 
Reiki Master, Reiki underscore Master underscore Jamie. It's not very holistic with all the underscores. It stresses me out. How do you unwind after a long day, Nia? I remove all the underscores from anything <laughs> I post online. <laughs> Everything. Uh, you know what I do? I just I I'm I'm I just hang out. I watch bad TV. What do you watch? Uh, I gotta know. Oh my God! Anything like the housewives? Anything? Um, but I don't. I have. I'm not diligent enough to know what's going on. Right. Yeah. Nor do you have to. Yeah. It's the same plot for like ten years. Yeah. Any um, movie where the woman is the killer, I'm in. Oh. Oh yeah. Those are great revenge movies. Uh, do you like Killing Eve? Yes. Oh, oh my God. Sandra O's oh another Canadian. There you go. She O. Oh. Yeah. She O. Oh. She okay. Oh yes. Yeah. Um. And just yeah. Anything on the treadmill. Right now I'm watching Fosse Verdon because oh, yeah. um, the director directed my play and because it's brilliant. Your play is Tiny Beautiful Things yeah. at the Pasadena Playhouse. We were so excited to get you as a guest that we have fast-tracked this episode so it comes out before the play stops running. That's super sweet. So Thank people you. can see. I think it was a condition for you to come on the show. People can see. <laughs> they have a tough publicist. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, at Pasadena Playhouse, Tiny Beautiful Things. Uh all of your celebrity friends have come out to see it. I've been following you on Instagram. I'm going to see it. So that's another celebrity friend. And it's getting great reviews and people really love it. It's super sweet. Yeah. So, well, we did it for two years in New York. Oh, wow. And now, um, okay, let's just do two seconds about the play and then we'll go back to no, this fun this stuff. No, this is all fun. Okay. So um, Tommy Kale, when he was directing Hamilton, he gave me the book, Tiny Beautiful Things, written by Cheryl Strayed. I had read Cheryl Strayed's other book, Wild, well, one of her many other books, and I was so blown away by what Tiny Beautiful Things was, which was an exchange of letters. So uh, Tommy and I approached her. We optioned the book. Cheryl's our partner. She gave it to us for like $1.50. And then um, I just got out of the shower. Can you tell I'm still sweating? And that's the worst feeling. That's the worst when you work out really fast. You're like, I could get a workout in. Oh, I'm sweating. Story of my life. Uh, So um, then I adapted the book, and we went up at the public in New York, and uh, we are the New York Times critics pick. So it sold out. Wow. Boom. So then we went back, and we did it again for four more months. And then uh, I, I published the play. Samuel French published it. And there are between 15 to 25 productions currently and in the future running of this play. Wow. People are doing this 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 play and that's what, what that was the goal Tommy Kale and I wanted to create a piece of theater where the role my role could be played by women not bound by gender age by anything yeah. just by social status what is called social status none of it none of it just so that you could act mm-hmm. because there are so many it's the last bastion of racism casting Oh, my gosh. Wow. I never thought about that. Yeah. Well, you have to say, no, this has to be played by a woman, Anglo-Saxon, in her 20s. Right. And actually, no. So um, my only request is that women are about 35 and over to play the role. And Done. That's you. <laughs> you just bet it, squeaker. <laughs> Squeaks. Um, and, and that's it. Other than that, I've seen it in San Diego. It played at the Old Globe. Um, and the woman who played my role is, I think, about the same age as me, African-American, and killed it. Right. Like, she just, and it was, it was, that was the goal. But then the Pasadena Playhouse asked me to play it again. And I, I basically asked them for so many things thinking, well, they'll so say no. I wanted them to bring in the New York cast because that's a shorter rehearsal process for me, mm-hmm. um, that I split my role with another woman so that I could have my afternoons free 
for my daughter. Wow. What actress school. has ever been like, I only want to do half the work because I've got other things. Yeah. Like, why can't we split a role? Wow. Why can't we? Yeah. So, yes. no, What a secure thing to oh, say. Oh, my God. I've done it so many times. I don't know if I would have been that secure before I felt like, oh, I own this and I know yeah. what I'm doing. But then when I watched Samira Lookman-Harris play the role, I, I again, it's illuminating. You go, oh, she made a very interesting choice, choice there. Yeah. See, I can't do what she does because intrinsically she is sugar, when she, that's our role, mm-hmm. when she's playing it. So... She owns it then. Yeah. But you can't copy anyone else's work. It's one of my favorite things about, and I always think about this, the one acting class I took, they were like, because one of the rules is acting is steal. Steal, steal, steal. Because you can, you'll never play it the same way. Exactly. And I always wish that that applied to comedy when I see a joke I like. I'm like, I wish I could tell that joke. But with acting, you can take a Meryl Streep glance and you do it and it's your glance now. It's never, no one's going to say, oh, you did a carbon copy. That's right. And so if somebody else is better than you it's just it's it's less competitive because you're doing the best you can That's and like right. you can never play it that way you'll never be the black lady playing it that way you'll never play it the same way another actors would or could That's right so it's freeing i would imagine It is actually especially if you can become somewhat secure with yourself which is impossible for an actor to do Ever. because we're just bundles of insecurity like me like me like me but there's something about this role where well sugar my character says and this is all from Cheryl Strayed's writing at one point looks at the audience and says but this is who i am mm. and looks at the other actress and says and this is who you are and i that's my favorite piece in the whole thing. This is who I am. You have to actually know who you are to play this role. So we created this piece of theater. It's gone on. It goes on. It goes on. But the Pasadena Playhouse asked us to come, the New York cast. So we're doing a very short run. Very short. Like it ends on May 5th. Yeah. It's five weeks. No whining if you miss it. I know it's sold out. Go online. Just buy a ticket in the mezzanine. Quit, quit whining. Yeah. Or just show up. Someone always doesn't show up. It's true. We had two empty seats in the front row last night. In the night. front row. What my whole life is sold out shows and then it's like six seats empty in the front. Why is that? Is that some benefactor? You think it's like season ticket holders and I they're like, I just can't. I think so. It's so, and I'm like, why? And why doesn't anyone, sh- like, you know what should be? 10 minutes in, you don't, you are giving away your tickets. That's yes. right. I agree. You we'll lose your tickets. your tickets if you don't Reshuffle. show up. Reshuffle. Yeah. Uh, it is, I will t- tell the answer, but like there are t- 3,000 of you here tonight, but there's a hole in my heart because I'm staring at these two missing front teeth. Yeah. I would do a, a Q&A. I would say, all right, what's my dog's name? What's my dad's name? And then you can pick out your super fans. Yeah. Whoever answers those six, bring them up to the front row. Bring them up to the front. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I'm glad to know it's not just me. No, I hate it. You were talking about actors, agent, bond, underscore 007. <laughs> How is it being a director and an actor in the same movie? Uh, Answer that before we ask, because I I have questions about that. That seems hard. It was very difficult because I had a DP who uh, lost his mind. He wasn't very, um, uh, what's the word, forthcoming on the production. I think if you have a great DP, you can do it. That's what everybody says. Yeah. a good DP. Yeah. A DP who is your partner. Director of photography, for those of you that don't know what a DP is. Yes. This is the person setting up all your shots. The shots that you 
come in with. Mm -hmm. You come in with a shot list and you say, this is how we're going to film this scene today. And then the DP will say, oh, you know, you probably need an insert of the hand on texting. Oh, okay. Uh, you probably need, uh, I would start with the master on that because the sun is in this direction. Great. Thank you. You know, you just, everyone just tells you. And then right. the director is the decider. Well, if you have a DP crying, sipping an iced coffee, going, I can't lay all that dolly track then oh you've God. got an obstructionist in your midst. And I actually have a rule on every set. If you cannot spot the asshole that everyone's talking about, it's you. Whoa. So spot the asshole. Is there Figure always one? Always, always. There is an obstructionist on every production. What I should have done is fire this person. What I have done since, what I learned since I directed, is I just... I just walk up to this person and say, you don't work here anymore. That's all. R rather than being afraid, like, if I get rid of, like, it's, I feel like it's always, like, better the devil, you know, like, keep this guy because I don't know what, and I don't want to stop production, but. Yeah, that's how people got married in the 50s. <laughs> keep this guy. You don't know what else you you're going to get. There's always something better. There's always an easier route. Yeah. I totally, it is, it does take a lot of courage just in general, whether it's a boss or a coworker or anything to be, like, if you can get rid of that energy to be yeah. like, we're going to put a pause on this, get rid of you. Yeah. Um. And that's, I even had a situation where the less experienced gaffer came to me and said, the crew is with you, and if you take this person off the production, I will DP your movie. Granted, it will be a huge promotion for me. Like, just was transparent in what he was yeah. saying. Um, yeah. Nice try. No way. Yeah. And I, I kept going back and forth, like, what should I do? Now, in hindsight, I think I should have done it. It was a, a simple movie to light. It just needed a can-do person. There was a woman who was the dolly. You know, the, how for people listening, if you're watching a shot in a movie and this camera seems to be moving, that's because dolly track has been laid. The camera is put on it, and the camera moves alongside two people walking down the street. Well, one of the women, the dolly puller, who's it's always got to be someone with a steady hand. Mm -hmm. You know, she's pulling. Well, when I exited, a, uh, when I took to, uh, a step to the right in a scene, I had to put something down, a piece of paper. But... There was no way an end table could be in that scene at my kneecap or the dolly would have been hitting it. Mm. So there's a union, right? And so I had to put this thing down. But every time I dropped it, just dropped it on the ground, it would go <laughs> and make that paper fluttering sound. So she turned to me and said, I'll take it. Now that's a can-do person. Because she's not actually allowed to touch a prop. That's right. People don't know that there are unions. There are unions for the people lighting it. There are unions for the people doing your makeup. If I had a piece of lint, someone else who doesn't work in wardrobe could not come up and take that lint. That's right. I mean, they can, but yeah. you don't because, God forbid, something happens. That's right. But everybody's got their—it's like an, a military. Everybody's got their exact role yeah. and their person they report to, and you stay in your lane. Yeah. And that's actually how it all works. It does work, but except for that, we could never find the person doing that particular do depart right. department. So for her to have— such a can-do attitude. I don't know. I love it. I can always, you can always see it. It's the people with the light in their eyes who want you to succeed. Right. And as women, we find, we walk into a room and we have to prove to everybody that we are allowed to be there. We have to prove to everybody we're not a one-hit wonder. We're not a fluke. We're yeah. not somebody sleeping with somebody. We're here. Right. We actually worked our way to this position. But usually people have an attitude of prove it. And within 10 minutes, you can figure out in the room who's with you and who isn't. Mm. We will keep trying to win over the mm. people in the room. And sometimes you just have to say, sorry, but you need a little more therapy before I can have you on my team. Yeah. And not work with those people.
I think in life that's probably – I was having a conversation with someone yesterday about – you know, there's all these memes. There's all this, like, stuff for women. It's like, cut out the bad energy. And it's like, you could be the one creating it by allowing it in. You have to literally just stop talking to some people, stop working with some people. Yeah. Your eyes perked up when I said that. I love that. I know. Yeah, that's exactly right. We're always like, ugh, why is this person here? But sometimes I hired that person. Right. So, and honestly, the few times that I have hired those people, I knew. Yeah. I knew in the interview that something was off. You could feel it. Yeah. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I had that oh, – I can't go into specifics. The other day we were in a meeting. It was a casting meeting. There was just an energy off of this one person. Yeah. And I remember I said something that wasn't wrong but obviously taken out of context sounded really bad but I was still right about it. Um, it was about casting a person of color and I said we have to cast a black person. You cannot cast like a half Latino, half white person because then it looks like you did it just – like, you were like, okay, fine, we'll wedge them in. I go, but if you do black, then it's a choice. Does that make sense? Versus, like, okay, fine, here's your minority card. And she was like, oh, that's really aggressive. And I was like, that's not aggressive. It's honest. And I remember in that moment thinking, like, that's a leak right there. Yeah. Like, that's the person that will leave and be like, she said something. Like, I just – you have to – the more – 
It's interesting. I found this, like, the more successful I've become in very small increments, the less I trust people. I'm very open with stuff, but the more people are out there to, like, hope that you fail. And the uh, more you have to keep insulated. Be, be, yeah, you have to be careful. Absolutely. And you are such an open, loving person. Thank the you. way you said hi to me. I was like, oh, hi. So I was so excited to meet you. <laughs> Ditto. But you're going to get hurt. And yeah. that's me too. We're going to get hurt. And that's okay. Because if we get too insulated, then we're we're not going to be funny anymore. Well, then, yes, because there's no experiences. And then you become the crazy celebrity that doesn't leave their house and they're super weird. Yeah. The more I go in this career, the longer I live, the more I'm like, oh, I get why. People are weird because you don't know who's out there to hurt you and you don't know people's intentions. The other night, so I'm at the comedy store all the time. I'm always there and I always invite friends. And if you're single, I'm like, come on out. There's always boys. I always bring people and they always bring people and you come to the show. And a friend of mine was like, can I bring so, a, a dude, someone I don't know? And I just said, and I had three spots that night, which is exhausting. And I just said, no. She goes, no, you're going to love him. I go, you know what? I don't feel like entertaining a stranger tonight. I don't feel like in between shows yes. making sure this random person has a good time so they can pass judgment on me while I'm at work. I'm already entertaining the people who bought tickets. I, I think I'm done letting in strangers just because I'm a nice person. That's so healthy. Thank you. What you said was, I don't want to entertain this person in my three sets because you're hosting a party. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, in between, have to ask about you and then feel judged and make sure I'm saying the right thing. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And I, my friends can see me at my weakest, but I don't need that extra. I'm already, you're already going to get judged yeah. in your art. And I don't need people, oh, can I bring my friend to your party? No. I don't need someone I don't know looking around, judging me. Yeah, I just, if I can uh, manage it, which oftentimes you can't. The other thing, too, with what you do is you have to be willing constantly, want, not, I'm give, not giving you advice, I'm observing. I'll take your advice. A, no, a stand-up, a person who does stand-up has to be willing, as you do, to push the envelope, mm. to take risks, to make mistakes. Otherwise, you're just doing the same joke, right? right? And so I love that about the profession. Now, it is largely, for years and years and years, it was men. I used to work at Yuck Yucks in Toronto. I oh was God. a waitress. Oh, my God. So many people started as, as comedy waitresses. I That's know. so amazing. Okay. Isn't that funny? And I would see somebody who would start on amateur night, and then I'd go away to do a musical. And by the time I came back, they were middling. Right. And then by the, and, you know, I'd go away and do Pippin and come back, and they were a feature. Right. Now, the confidence that comes with being usually a white male in society is inherent. Mm -hmm. And it's just a part of their makeup. And we don't blame them for it, but we must observe it. Over and over again, I watched men push, get pushed further because they just felt that they had the right to make yes. mistakes. Often, there would be a woman who said something that was a little off color and a little that, and I would see the mm. waitresses turn on her, Ooh. and it blew my mind because yeah. over and over again, feminism is unwavering support. Is saying, yeah, she tried a new that. Let's look at it this way: she tried a new joke tonight. Not, she did something weird. Right now, so, if consistently she's trying something weird, the person sucks. But yes, allow them to fail. Exactly, exactly. But hopefully, she's winning enough that the failing is a fluke versus you just suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really remember there was one woman. She had beautiful red hair. I never knew her name. I never knew what happened to her. But man, she would push the envelope, and she was great. She got great. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened. Kathy Griffin. <laughs> <She's doing okay. laughs> yeah, I don't know, but 
you know, so what I'm saying about you is you're doing the right thing. You are an open person. Yeah. I saw Drew Barrymore on on the Fox, Sony lot when I first moved to L.A. I was there doing a voiceover. Uh-huh. And she said hi to me. like because And then I saw her face like, oh, I don't know her. Like right. that. And I thought to myself, if I ever become a working actor, I have to remain open. And so you saying hi to me, that's why I was like, we need to be friends. Oh, my God. That's so funny. What's even – I really appreciate that because – I think I was coming to terms with this recently, like living in this town, it really takes the decency out of you. What happens is you come in with the best of intentions yeah. and then someone's a little rude and then you're like, you know what, maybe I'm not, I'm tired of smiling at people. And all of a sudden you become part of the problem. And it really is a daily battle to keep that light and not allow others to decide. I, I think a lot of male comics are inept when you text them, they're like, okay, don't know, don't answer, you know, or you talk to them at, out and they're just weird. And for a long time, I was like, you know what? I'm not making eye contact. I'm done trying. If you're allowed to be weird, I'm going to meet it with the same weirdness. But the truth is I'm not that person. I was raised right. I'm not socially awkward. I do look you in the eye. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to let you dim me because you were raised by monsters. Yeah. And it is a choice. Uh, And it is – and it's funny because at that party, I had tried to talk to so many women who did not want to speak to me or look at me. It's interesting because, okay, my name is pronounced Nia Vardalis, mm-hmm. right? And I get every permutation. And I just go, yeah, what are you going to do? My friend's do? name is Barb. And she said people would burp. And she'd go, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, you just get used to this is your name. And you're born with it and you go through life. Mm-hmm. But at that party, I too noticed that people called me Nina or Vardalus or Vandulas or something. And I was fine with it. At least it's you like, got far enough that they knew your last name. <laughs> I, tr- I was talking to one. I said one thing. And this woman literally turned around and just walked away from me. And I was oh, like, my God. I was like, all right. I get it. You don't know who I am. But that is a monster move. That's wrong. A hundred percent. Yeah. But it's also like I just I also didn't know anyone. So I was like, OK, I'm just my observation was it was a game night. And so we were all in different rooms playing games. And I kept thinking because some of us were really participatory. Like we were in there and team captain. Some girls were just on the side talking. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like looking at what we all would have been like on a softball team in middle school. Some girls are go-getters. Some girls suck, but they're playing. Some girls are too girly. They don't want to (laughs) play. And I said it to someone when I was like, isn't that fascinating? And she just walked away. And I was like, I'll just go fuck myself. (laughs) Uh, All right. I don't want to ask you. Somebody wanted to know if you ever come back to visit Winnipeg. Yes, I do. Snoopligers says. Okay. Uh, so that's her answer. She goes back probably to visit your family, right? Yes. My family lives there. My mom and dad are there, my sister, and, uh, they have a restaurant, my brother-in-law, and it's great, and I love Winnipeg, and I go a lot, but I slip in and out. Quietly. You don't Mm -hmm. want to make a big thing. Yeah. Um, I am, I am Allison. What are three things, you don't have to do three, you could do one, an aspiring writer should focus on? Uh, uh, I think you would probably agree with me that it's um, watch your family and figure out a way to monetize the pain of your childhood. Figure out a way to monetize the pain of your childhood (laughs) is brilliant. And uh, two is um, stay open. I guess stay open. And three is don't judge yourself as you're writing. It's a horrible term, but I call it vomit writing. Just get it out. Get it out. Yep. Because somebody else has, and I didn't finish this, Agent Bond underscore 007 says, do you, do you ever find that you're overcritical of yourself? Absolutely. Of if you're not. Oh, if you love your first draft, trust me, it sucks. Yeah. But get out that first draft. Get it out. Get it out. Put it away for a minute. Go for coffee with a friend. Buy some shoes. 
Take it, yeah. print it, because we process information differently than we do in a scroll. You hear that? And after you've printed it, read it. And then you, sometimes I've written an entire film about a flower shop and this and that, and then realized, ah, the brother that ap- appears on page 33, that's what this movie's about. There's a lot of digging. Mm-hmm. I And I think you also, in order to write, you have to love writing. And I'm personally not formally trained. I've written a bunch of screenplays because no one else was hiring me, so I just sat down. But as an artist, you had I had to get it out. Yeah. The amount of pages and pages and pages I've written just to throw away because I just had to get it out that day. Yeah. You know, because the act of it, you should love the act of that. Yes, and no brings you closer to yes. You hear that, folks? If, <laughs> expound on that, please. If you write 30 jokes and there are no's, the 29th joke is the yes. Was that Thomas Edison that said, like, I've, was it like I have, Scott, what do you say? Like, I haven't failed. It's just like 20, like, it wasn't, what is it? It's a quote about inventing the light bulb. All right, cool, Eliza. He's <laughs> like, I haven't failed that many times. It was just all these times I was this much closer to. Yeah. It's very, had I nailed that quote, everyone would think I was so smart right now. <laughs> Super smart. But I got the Thomas Edison We, we part. can look it up and we'll patch it back in. There you go. There you but go. I will say this about, um. When you're saying about writing for yourself, mm-hmm. I have the same problem. Yeah. People do not cast me in their productions, and I don't know why. I to feel this the same way. day, I don't get it. Huh. Like never. I I've. I'll even say I'll audition for you. There's is there some and they're like, well, it doesn't really need a rewrite. I don't want to rewrite I it. Write I want to say somebody it. else's words, and so I do write for myself because I want to work. But it's really quite. I'm stumped now. I don't get it. And so I just started. My agent said, why don't you just tell people you want to be in their stuff? So I am. So I'm putting it out there. I want to be in something that you've written. Yeah, I wonder. I always feel like people like to use their same buddies over and over. I always feel like I don't have the right friends. Um, And so it's interesting to hear someone like you say that. So I'm like, okay, maybe maybe it's not just me that feels that way. But I really feel about writing for yourself. Anybody that ever writes anything an actress that writes versus just a writer. It's always, I w- no one would book me, so yeah. I wrote my own thing. And it really does work. Yeah. Like, you wrote my Big Fat Greek writing. It was so specific, so you. Nobody was writing that. Right. And you wrote it for yourself. Right. And people are so, people want great content. They want specific stories. They want unique perspectives. You really do. Hopefully you can get it to the right people. Write something for yourself. I, all, I've worked maybe three times ever. If not for stand-up, I'd be like a girl that's been in two things. And I, I'm blonde. I look just like a lot of other girls, and I'm definitely funnier, but I can't ever book it. I always lose to, we booked a boy. We booked someone who's a different color, which obviously I can't play. And I never understand why, like, I can't just nail it. That is just crazy. But, but, that's why I asked you by text, for those listening, if you wanted to act. Because, of course, I hadn't IMDb'd you. So right. maybe you have to put it out there, too. Every I want to sing- act. I want to be in your thing. She wants to be in our thing. All right. Because that was illuminating for me. I was oh, like, okay. And to me, I'm like, oh, my God, I auditioned for so much. But nobody knows you. Aud- like, no one knows about auditions. No. They only see what you're in. I was just in a movie called Wonderland with Mark Wahlberg. And we have a very intense scene. And I'm really hoping that that will shift the way people think of me. That is so great. It was a great day for me on set. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so scary. My niece, by the way, asked me just to say baby leg to you. Baby leg? Oh, my God. Squeeze that baby leg. Oh, God. 
I baby look. your 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 work. Look, oh. let me guess for a minute. Oh my gosh, I but can't make eye work, contact. Your work is so it's it's it you push that you push us to a place and yet we go, oh my god, that's exactly how I that's think. Me. But Thank I you. didn't know that I thought that way. I appreciate that. I think that's what comedy is, is allowing people to realize like you're not alone. We all squeeze those baby legs, we yeah. all shave our big toes, we all have these thoughts. Yeah. And the more, you know, you're talking about being open for comedy in particular, and my big Frank Greek wedding, you know, you're saying, like, this is my family. Yeah. And even to an extent, the play that you're doing, like, you're saying, these are thoughts people have. These are emotions. I mean, that's what art is. But the more you give the comedy gods, the more vulnerability you give, the more they reward you. Yeah. The deeper you go, even if it's a drama, like you talk about a, a trauma in your life, when you put that and you bring light to it. Yeah. The comedy gods smile on you. There's something so revealing about what you do. You mm. say these things like, you know, I don't want to go and ask a guy out. I don't. And I am a hardcore feminist. Yeah. But when you say, because we do all this and mm. indicate how good you look on stage, and by the way, how on earth, I, I would be sucking in my stomach the whole time with that crop top that you have on. I was like, impossible. Impossible that you look this great. But when you say, <laughs> and we do all this, I was like, it's true. It's true. I have been lasered from my eyebrows to my toes. Right. Uh, laser hair removal, I basically put it on the map. Somebody had a question about hair removal. What did you write? Nia posted this question on our Instagram and said, if you have any questions from where do babies come from, how to write my right story, uh, please go to Ask Eliza Anything. Oh, someone says, now I have to ask, what's the best facial hair removal technique? Bibble, 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 lolo says that. Okay. you got to go laser. Bibble. Yeah, you got to go laser because there's something about it. And do it right after your period. So when the place says to you— Boys, listen up. Yeah. When the place says to you, come back in six weeks, don't. Go back in four weeks. Go back every single four weeks and get your laser done, and it will go away. I got my legs done. It fell out in crop circles. It never came back. I don't shave my legs. Five years now. Wait, why after your period? Because that's how you—first of all, before it hurts too much— because you're okay. sensitive, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's how you can time every four weeks if oh. you have a regular period. You Just, get a period every four weeks? Oh, my God. 28. Yeah. 28 days. Oh, four weeks. Sorry. I don't know why. In my head, that was four months. Okay. Oh. I was like, all right, well, some, maybe you're a gymnast. I don't know. Um, also, you know, your period's your, you're a celebrity. I don't have to have your period. Um, all right. So that's the best laser hair removal. Yeah. And then this other question. We'll get back to the Hollywood stuff. Penny Maraguas. Valar Maraguas. Do you watch Game of Thrones? No, but I'm trying to get into it, but it's so scary. Last night, I know what happened with okay. the dagger. I know it all. Not oh, I just goals. gave it away. By the time this comes out, it'll be okay. Okay. How does a screenwriter present his work in Hollywood? It's easier now, to be honest, because you can film it on your iPhone. I wouldn't try to get anyone to read it because the system is broken. Mm. So uh, gather nine of your friends, film it on an iPhone, Edit it on your iMac and post it. There you go. This is a Greek man. Left Greece to London. A lot of Greek people wrote in, work in London as a screenwriter, and I'm here in L.A. So that's her advice. Yeah. Write it. Put it on its feet. Yeah. Chop it up. Yeah. Put it out. Put it out. Oh, also, first, copyright it because this is a city of thieves. It is. And do we still do it the old way where you mail it to yourself? Or do you actually have to... The Writers Guild has a process. It's about $20 for non-members, 15 for members, where you just... What a deal. Yeah, I know. You walk it in or you can um, upload it onto their site. So that's it. There's You want an answer. Most people want, like, the, the fast track 
uh, cure-all. But that's an answer. That's a real answer. Brett Tucka. Nia, I was obsessed with my Big Fat Greek Wedding growing up. I loved Tula so much. It was one of the few movies my mom would let me watch as a child because she loved it too. Tula's so relatable and watching her gain self-confidence and stand up for herself is so fun. What experiences and thoughts from yourself went into creating her character? That's an excellent question. That is a good question. (laughs) I uh, grew up in a really traditional Greek family where people uh, became teachers and lawyers and doctors and married another Greek person. Uh, You could be slightly related to them. That was acceptable. And for me, (laughs) (laughs) for me, uh, it's not like I stood up to it all. No one asked me out. I had um, my older perfect sister, who is very deserving of the moniker. Uh, everyone asked her out, and I largely got to be sort of in the shadows doing theater with my bangs and glasses and right. uh, just chubby, happy body. And I was so overconfident because I had 27 first cousins who followed us around constantly. They'd come to my show. We'd then drive to see Angie's figure skating. Then we'd go to Mikey's football practice. We all loved each other so much and we all developed our comedy, told each other stories and we all thought we were awesome. Right. And I didn't know that people could be mean and weird because you were so insulated with your loving family. Absolutely. We I didn't love that though. Yeah. We didn't hang out with other people, Xeni, foreigners on the weekend. We just didn't do it. What happened, though, is that I was uh, largely always feeling like I didn't belong. Mm. And I highly recommend it for anyone growing up. because <laughs> If it you makes, can manage it. Yeah. It makes you an observer. It makes you watch things. And even though you want to be a part of it, it's almost better not to be. Don't be a basic bitch if you're listening to there this. Just be outside the norm, uh, like your own music. If there's anyone in your group of friends who is... Um, trying to influence you or telling you who to date or who's cool and who's not, get out of that group. And just be you, because there's only one you. Everyone else is taken. There's only one you. That's interesting, because I never felt... I always felt like I should be a part of things, and on a granular level, I never felt part of anything. Like, I went to the nice school, and I was not ugly, and I had cool friends, but I wasn't, like, the coolest one, but I always felt like I was always observing them. I always felt a little bit on the outside looking in. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So if you feel, and it's, it's hard to tell people that when they feel so bad or they're being bullied, but like, just know it gets better. And the people that peak in high school suck. Like that's it for them. It's, it's sad. And it's, everyone wants to belong and feel like they're part of a group, but don't, don't cut off parts of yourself just to fit in. Because then you're the girl that's trying to be like the other girl and people hate that girl. People hate that girl more than they hate a loser. And also you'll hate yourself. Yeah, you'll have nothing left. Mm. Also, every time I've tried to do something someone else does, like other than like like an outfit, like it always falls flat. Like even because I love to observe, like someone will say something cool, I'll be like, I'm going to say that. And then I say it, I'm like, I'm like, someone calls me out for it. Like, did you say that? And you're like, oh, I guess I can't pull off saying lit. (laughs) Yeah. Emily Oakland, have you ever felt pressured into playing a character or doing something in your career you never wanted to do? No, I would love that opportunity. But no, no one's ever told me to do something I didn't want to do. I, I rarely, rarely have been invited to be in other movies. Right. Um, now, for example, these fake tattoos that I'm wearing for this character. Oh, my God. I thought they were real. And I was oh like, my you have God. a neck tattoo that's so lit. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so cool. Oh, my God. You say lit. You're the coolest. I am the coolest. Um, so 
yeah, no, I, I push myself to play things that I normally uh, am not comfortable playing because otherwise I'm just kind of dead creatively. So when I took on this role, uh, Cheryl Stray talks about things that happen in her life that are just unimaginable from um, heroin use to child sex abuse. Mm -hmm. She's unbelievably candid. And when I read the book, I wanted to eat the pages and throw it across the room. It was so uncomfortable for me to read it. And I wept through it also. Even if I couldn't relate to one of the stories, there's something about, and I'll use her term, it unzips you. And so I said, I have to, I have to adapt this. I only see how I only stuck a just one toe in. I want to adapt this. Yeah. And then when I sat down with Cheryl Strait to ask her for the permission to adapt her book, she has a way of seeing you. And she said, and do you want to play my, do you want to play Sugar? Maybe. Me. Yeah. And I went, uh, yes, please. And I mean, I, 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 I couldn't even admit it to myself until wow. she asked it. What a big ask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She just knew it. She's just so cool. Anyway, I got to take a picture with her, as you saw, opening night with Reese Witherspoon. I saw that. I was like, I should have gone that night. Dang it. Uh, So this is, uh, we also like to ask basic life questions. I tried to take out a lot of the food ones. People love to try to start fights about, like, curly Cheetos or straight Cheetos. And as Jen Kirkman pointed out, you don't want the answer. You just want to fuck up my shit. So we're going to ask you a specific question. Okay. Sam underscore Sid underscore cat sat play. Cats at play. Wow, I'm so excited for this episode. I love my Big Fat Greek Wedding, and I love the Great American Baking Show, as do I. I love the British one. I love the American one. So soothing. You're so likable. My question is, when it comes to wedding and food, what do you think is the best way to pick your cake? So when planning my wedding, I loved a chocolate cake, but I need you to pay attention, Nia, because it's going to get specific. I loved a chocolate cake, but my husband's grandmother does not like chocolate, so we decided to go with a strawberry cake. Should you go for a cake that will please your guests, or be selfish and get whatever you want and you and your partner like. I don't regret my wedding cake. It was lovely, but I still long for that chocolate cake that got away. That's hilarious. Hey, you can you have a lifetime of chocolate cake. Your wedding cake should be for your guests. Oh. Because it would be like serving a peanut butter cake to somebody with an allergy. Would it? Because that could kill them. Yeah, exactly. Versus just not liking it. Oh, does she not like chocolate? Or yeah. Is she? But she, she's grandma. How long is she going to be around? Well, my, see, I take the opposite. I'm like, she'll be dead. Who cares? And you're like, you've been, as a Jew, I'm like, she'll be dead. Who cares? And we the should Greek write, is like, it's your grandma. <laughs> we should write something together because I could feel us our yin yang. Totally. We're like, oh, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. That's a little mean. You'd be like, don't be a pussy. Yeah. Again. You're like, please, everyone. I'm like, fuck them. It's your <laughs> wedding. You paid for it. Oh my God, that's so funny. I really thought we'd be on the same page. <laughs> so your advice is the cake, the guests, the cake is for the guests. Yeah. And please your grandma. Yeah, get yourself a little chocolate cupcake. Eat it by yourself in the closet like everyone does oh on their wedding day. God. You and fit every into day. your dress. Yeah. That is hilarious. If you're not eating a chocolate cupcake at the end of your wedding crying, you are a failure. You gotta cry. Uh that's really funny. Okay, my advice is now that you're saying that, I'm like, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> So much of it is for the guests, though. Like, we picked our food for them. And the cake, I was like, this is my chance. I don't like chocolate. I don't like chocolate. I don't eat chocolate. I wanted a passion fruit cake. Love fruit. So I got a passion fruit cake. And the fucking baker put in a layer of chocolate ganache. And you can see, as we're cutting the cake, I'm through my teeth to my husband. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, is that chocolate? He's like, just keep smiling. People are taking pictures. And I emailed the baker. She's like, that's our signature move. Like, your signature move is that you put in something no one asked for? That's not right. My signature move is I don't pay bills. That's what I said! (laughs) See, we're not so different. We are the same. 
And you know what? I don't know if anyone ate that cake, but I went around Helen Keller style pulling cake off people's tables and like just shoving it in my mouth. All right. You know what? You're on your own, um, Sydney Cats Play, because you got two different schools of thought here. Yep. Well, I guess you already had it. Well, at least your grandma got her strawberry cake. Wish I was at that wedding. I would have loved some strawberry cake. Do you read Greek? Yeah. Someone wrote a full, we have the English down here. Uh, it's about Greek, Big Fat Greek Wedding. I'm sure you've answered. Okay. Do you want me to read it in Greek? Will you? Yeah. Okay, and then I'll read the English. Okay, so he says, Okay, is that his Elinica? You should read it out loud. You can't just mm-hmm. whisper in the mic. Oh, Piosine o Agapimenosu Haraktikras. What? My favorite, oh, character. Um, I think the dad. With Windex. Yeah, my the man who plays my dad. Well, I love John Corbett so much. Dang, I love Gia Carides who plays my cousin. Just I love know Andrew that whatever Martin. answer you give, the rest of the actors will hear this and hold it against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's put it this way. I love my real parents. There you go. Who are the that's, inspiration. That's an actress answer. There you go. Just trying to stay healthy for my family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love whoever played your aunt. Andrea Martin. Oh, my God. It was my twin and... My best friend and I to this day, because my best friend is half Italian, and she's always got hairs. I'm like, how do you not see these on your face? I'll take a tweezer, and I'll go, one big one, one big one, <laughs> to, like, plug it out of her mole. Andrew Martin on the Big Fat Creek Wedding too. we filmed the last scene where we're on the bed together, and she's giving me sex advice. Mm-hmm. And we had the full day to film that whole scene, and we did every setup. And then the last setup was from her point of view, uh-huh. and I just sat off camera and had her say dirty things. I love that. As that as uh, Anvula. Uh, Anvula was the best. He, he has a question here. Uh, um, when will my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 be ready? And I saw that you filmed that already. No. Um, people, there's a rumor out there that we're doing my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, but I'm so busy with the play. It took there me three years. There were pictures. Yeah, we yeah. used old pictures, and it yeah. said like 2019. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, well, can I be in it? Now I'm being direct. There you go. I You're doing the hair. right thing. I'm doing the work. I like it. Okay, let me think about that because if there is a part yeah. for a shiksa, or I could just be a barista. I'll put a hat on. And be like, here's your coffee. Like, just wait something. a minute. Wouldn't it be great if I cast you as the caterer because that's who I thought you were? That's hilarious. I thought you were a kind catering Young, person, nineteen year old caterer. That's it. <laughs> You're going to be the person that we're like. You can't be in here. We're drinking. We're drinking. You're youngster. so young. Oh, thank you so much. Well, now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Top of the cob. Let me hear it. Play the song. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. All right. Near Vardalos, we are here. Uh-huh. I said that right, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. When your last name is Schlesinger, you tend to respect the phonetics of others, other people's ethnic last names. Uh, what is your top of the cob? I love when someone will give me a sample of La Mer cream. Oh, very specific. Like in the store or like as yeah. a friend? Okay. Uh, and like in the store. like Because I, I use that cream. I find it great. Yeah. Um, but when I'm there looking at the, oh, should I buy a, another jar or should I pay my mortgage? Yeah. Um, I love expensive. it when they go, yeah, they go, oh, here's a sample. And you're like, yes. You come back with a mustache. You're like, can I have a sample? I, <laughs> my, uh, I go to this place to get my face lasered for like, like skin, whatever. And they have this stuff, the serum they want me to use. And she handed me a handful of samples of it. <sighs> And every time I go back, I'm like, can I have some more samples? I'm already paying you for this laser. Yes. Get those samples. Plus, you need 
weeks of a sample to see if you like something. That's right. Putting it on your hand. It's like, of course, no lotion is spiky. No. Or or when you go to the store and they put, see, another fake tattoo. Yeah. And they do um, lipstick samples on your hand. You're like, no, I need it on my face. Do you need it on your face? Mm -hmm. Uh, My top of the cob is um, having your clothing organized in your closet. Bonnie Zane came over and helped me organize my closet yesterday, which is why I'm wearing this and not, like, different sweatpants because I... It makes you feel like you have all brand new clothes. Yes. You want to, and I'd never really organized a closet, and now everything looks like it's at a store. Is this at your new house? Uh-huh. Wow, that's a nice friend thing to do. It was a mate, we went to container store, she did everything. And That's she- a big thing to get hangers mm-hmm. that aren't just um, dry cleaning hangers. Yes. That's and, a big moment. Uh, fun fact, because uh, I bought nice hangers before, and I had a bunch of wire hangers from dry cleaning. You can take them back to your dry cleaner, and they will reuse them. I didn't know that. Yeah, so don't throw them away. And if they don't take them, leave them on the doorstep and run out. Actually, do you know what I use my hangers for? My stylist, Jessica Pastor, taught me this. When you go on a press tour, she does all the outfits already put together mm-hmm. with the jewelry attached to it, like in a on bag. On one hanger. On one hanger. There you go, and folks. And it says, like... Like, it'll say, like, um, the one show, London. Mm-hmm. And then each thing, and then you just open you just up do it. the bag. So I've learned to travel like that. I don't ever pack. Like, I don't fold things. I just hang everything on those hangers mm. and t- just put it into a suitcase. And then when you get to your destination, you just open up your suitcase, pick up all oh. the hangers as one, and hang it up. That's brilliant. Yeah. There isn't jewelry attached. Is them. it a carry-on suitcase, and or are you checking a bag? I check a bag. Okay, so that's yeah. we're on different planets, because I would never... Yeah, I have a friend who never, never checks a bag. Can't afford it. I mean, yes, but like time-wise, yeah. got to get out of there. You got to get out, yeah. Also, I wear the same thing on stage, so that makes my, It's a uniform. Oh, that's great. It's been great. I just wear my my own tour t-shirt and, and black jeans, and uh, then I can stuff all my gifts in my bag. <laughs> Bottom of the cob, I will kick it off. People love to talk about waking up early. I think it's overrated. You get up early, you're exhausted two hours later, and it throws off your circadian rhythm. You don't need to be productive early. Everybody, All the cool kids stay up at night. I think waking up early is overrated. I like that a lot. Okay, my thing is there is a trend in Los Angeles where they have a restaurant with an outdoor patio right beside a nail salon. And that grosses me out. The idea of a toenail just being clipped and flipping out of that nail salon into my salad makes me hurl. Flipping? Yeah. Going through the roof. Yeah. So if we meet for lunch, I will Google it to see if it's an outdoor patio beside a nail salon. That is so funny. I thought you were going to say from all the noxious, like, chemicals. Yeah, I feel like if you've ever driven behind a bus, it's kind of the same. Uh, There's a restaurant called WeHo Bistro right here, Mm -hmm. right here in West Hollywood, and it's right, their dumpster is right next to their patio, (laughs) and it wafts, and I'm like, nice try, like, put your garbage somewhere else, Yeah, or don't have a patio, that's gotta be a health hazard. The nail thing is very funny, and very quirky. That's like, ugh, it's a thing, it's a thing I can't do. Okay, well, Neighbor Dallas, you're going to be starring in Tiny Beautiful Things at the Pasadena Playhouse. It ends May 5th, so don't put this off, this isn't like Knott's Berry Farm, where every year it comes back for like... Whatever, not scary farm. Like, you've got to go see it now. <laughs> that is a Halloween horror night. The point is, it's now and then it's over. It's over. So, yeah, no crying. Um, I will say this. You're coming on, don't say the date, but I yeah. think you're coming on. We're coming. I have it on my phone. On, on. Uh, hold on. I have to look. I think on this day. If that's what you think it is, it probably is Okay, that. great. John Stamos is coming that day. Ah! Woo! 
It's just me and all the hot Greeks That's hanging right. out. That's and if right. you want to follow Nia, check out her awesome life at Nia Vardalos. So it's, the last name is V-A-R-D-A-L-O-S. But you should know that already because we all love my Big Fat Greek Wedding. And my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 hits theaters any day now. <laughs> Right. I guess I got to write it. Ugh, I'm so glad I smiled at you and said hi at that game night. I'm telling you, we're best friends. We're going to write movies together. Yeah. By the way, if I write a movie, you're cast in it. Thank you. The end. This is how it's done. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.